Hello, welcome back to another episode of FedSmart. We got a lot of information to go over today. We wanted to release a podcast a little bit quicker than we normally do because there's a lot going on, a lot of changes happening with the thrift savings plan specifically. The TSP Investment Board is making some big changes, and we wanted to talk through those changes. And um, really, there's there's just a ton to go through. But today, to keep it to a you know 20 minute or 25 minute typical podcast, we're not going to go through every single thing. But some of the key features that we want you guys to be aware of as this transition is happening, and to understand why this transition is happening, why you're going to be suspended on some transactions here soon, like that we'll talk about. But before we start to go through a lot of the changes that they're making and the updates and their goals and different things that you're going to have available to you. First, we need to talk about the timeline so you understand the dates and what that transition process will look like. And so, Stephen, what does that timeline look like? So the transition is starting as of Monday the 16th. So by the time you listen to this, it's already going to be in process. Um, and then all transactions are going to be suspended on May 26th through the first week of June. So it's important to know that because uh, if there's any, you know, withdrawals or any you know, distributions you want before then, um, you know, get those done because as of May 26th through about the first week of June, they're saying, um, you know, all transactions are going to be suspended. Um, your installment payments will be paid out early on May 23rd. So if usually you're getting a payment between May 24th and the May 31st, um, you expect that payment on the 23rd. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it can't be overstated, Stephen, like you said, that all transactions are suspended. So if you need any transaction prior to that, get it done because they're not going to allow any withdrawals. If you are worried that the market's going to drop during that time or something, you're not going to be able to do an interfund transfer or reallocate like you said. It's So get anything done you need done ASAP. Yeah, and then um, I guess we'll jump into some of the changes. Like Jesse mentioned, we're going to highlight um, the key ones. There is a lot of really great things happening, um, but if we went through every single one of them, we'd be here probably at least an hour. But uh, so I guess where we should start, Jesse, is probably they're updating and facelifting the homepage to make it more user friendly. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when they're logging into TSP.gov, you know your typical user user interface on the website they're talking about they're trying to make it a little bit more intuitive a little bit easier for you to to access different things to find your interfund transfers which they're going to now call reallocations which we'll talk about that in a second but basically interacting and, and uh, monitoring and administrating your personal tsp they're hoping to make that a lot easier with the the easier user interface. And one other thing too that just popped in my head, we talked about the transition and suspending transactions on the 26th and then they're talking about suspending that until the first week of June. So looks like around June 6th. So if some of you guys are wondering, well, how long am I going to be locked out and not be able to make transitions or transactions online? Um, that'll be up until that first week of June just so you know just to go back i just remembered i i forgot to mention that that we when we come out of the transaction suspension but yeah so they're supposed to make the the website just a lot easier and more user friendly so exactly what the layout looks like we don't know yet but their goal is to try to make it easier for you guys to do your business administer your tsp and and do transactions online 
Yeah, and along with that is is uh, electronic signatures, which I know a lot of people have been excited or you know wanting for a while now. Um, so hopefully that'll expedite a lot of transactions that used to have to be paper form that would get regular mailed. Um, a lot of these things can probably be sped up through um, using electronic signatures. So that's going to be really neat. Um, right. Along with the home page of the TSP um, website, they are introducing a virtual assistant um, called Ava. And uh, so if you have specific questions, you'll be able to ask her or get connected with a representative through her. So I think a lot of great changes are, are coming as far as the home yeah, page. Yeah, hopefully, you know, like you said, some like changes as they happen. A lot of you guys know exactly where to find things right now. And so as the changes happen and they're supposed to be more user friendly, hopefully they end up being that. But as you mentioned, Stephen, be patient, try to figure out where those transactions happen. They're trying to make it easier where, like you said, Stephen, the, the forms used to have to be notarized too, a lot of them. And from what we're understanding, they can do a lot of, you, you can do a lot of transactions right online and sign electronically. And once you've confirmed your information, hopefully less um, notarization and paper, it's gonna be a lot more electronic transfers, like you said, and electronic signatures. So that hopefully will, will make it actually more user-friendly like they're trying to do. And then with the virtual assistant, like you said, Stephen, it's looking like from what I'm understanding, what you're seeing, it's it's a chat bot almost where a lot of your questions can be answered right online. So if you're having an issue and you can't find something, Ava will be able to pop up and kind of guide you where you need to find stuff as you're as you're trying to experience this new user interface. And then if Ava doesn't know enough or isn't helping you enough, then they can direct you right to a TSP um, thrift line, uh, an actual person who can help you with that as well. Yeah, and uh... Next up is the TSP mobile app. A lot of people have been, another one, a lot of people have been wanting for a long time. Uh, and uh, this one's pretty exciting because now you can access your TSP on the go. You can check your balances. You can initiate transfers. Um, and uh, with added security, because they, they have the uh, touch ID or face ID to get into it. So, mm -hmm. so Jesse, yep, I think that's another step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people have been wanting an app for a really long time. There's there's third-party apps that people have been using, I know, for a long time, but having an app right on your phone and some people, you know, when I talk to some people about the app coming, Stephen, some people are a little bit nervous, but they're looking at making this just as secure as logging into the TSP.gov website. So you can access it with, like you said, face recognition or a fingerprint to get in and then have a lot of the same abilities that you have online right on your app. So on the go, you can do a lot of things that you've been wanting to do. And at the very least, be able to check your balance, see what your account's been doing, get a good idea of where you're at just, just on your smartphone. And so it's going to be on Android and Apple, be able to access your TSP with this with this app that's coming. So I think it's a lot more positive than it is negative. I know some people are worried about security, but from what we've seen, they're gonna they're gonna have security as your number one priority as well. So that the app is really exciting and I know a lot of people are excited about that. The TSP app, um, we don't know the official name, but we're assuming it's just called the Thrift Savings Plan app. And once we know the actual name of the app, we'll share it on our Facebook page and everything like that. Yeah, and uh, so when you're navigating the homepage, you'll probably notice that they changed a couple terms that used to be used. So new contribution or contribution allocations has now gone to 
um, investment elections. Uh, so mm -hmm. when you're looking, investment elections is, of course, the new money that you're contributing into your TSP. Um, Interfund is now reallocation. So they changed a couple terms, um, just kind of updated, and, and I think it makes pretty good sense. Yeah, exactly. So reallocation is what most investment vehicles out there actually call their reallocations. You know, when you're in a 401k or an IRA, there's reallocations and rebalancing accounts. And so they're just basically using the same terminology across the board. So if you have a spouse that is not a federal employee and has the 401k or an IRA or you have an outside IRA, typically you see it as a reallocation rather than an interfund transfer. So they're just bringing over the terminology that the industry has used for quite a while. And with bringing that over, um, with the reallocations, they're also basically having the same amount of reallocations that they did prior with interfund transfers. So before you could do two interfund transfers a month, and then at any time you have the opportunity to put all your money in the G fund. So you can do two reallocations a month, and then any time beyond that if you want, and you wanna put everything into the G fund, you have that opportunity. And with those reallocations, those two reallocations that you have each month, you also have the opportunity to invest in some other funds in the mutual funds, which we'll talk about here in a second with the, the mutual fund window. But um, just know that you still have those same two transactions per month. And then the third option to always go to the G fund anytime that you want. Yeah. So Jesse, why don't you, why don't you walk us through this mutual fund window? I, this is probably the biggest change coming to the TSP and the one where people have the most questions, understandably. So why don't you give us a rundown of uh, what it is and what it's going to look like? Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people for years have been saying they want additional investment options when the TSP polled um, retirees and separated participants on why they roll out of TSPs. One of the biggest reasons that people were rolling out of the TSP was they wanted additional investment options available to them that they could get in IRAs. And so the TSP for years has been talking about adding additional investment options. And so now they're opting offering something called a mutual fund window where you have the opportunity to actually invest you will still have your five core funds that the TSP has had forever you'll still have the life cycle funds and then in addition to that they're going to add as of June so this is coming really quick here an additional 5,000 investment options so another over 5,000 investment options, they say. So you'll have the opportunity to invest in some mutual funds. Now, with that comes some pros and some cons. And we know some of the pros and some of the cons right now, but as the mutual fund window opens up and we have the opportunity to review a lot of the investment options that are available to you, we'll go through, we'll have another podcast and talk through a lot of the pros and cons of a lot of the different funds and things to consider. The TSP uh, investment board has given us some ideas of what it looks like from a 30,000 foot view. And then as it comes out and it's available, We'll dive in and we'll get into you know the the weeds and we'll go into the specifics of it deeply. So basically, the first thing to know, like I said, is we're opening up the investment realm. So we're going from five thousand funds to, or excuse me, from five funds to over five thousand funds. So we're liber literally having a thousand fold on our investment down. options. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit overwhelming at first, like a lot of things. But also with that, there's, they're talking about adding some additional fees. So first of all, you can take advantage of the 
mutual fund window if you have $40,000 or more in your TSP account. So you have to put at least $10,000 into the mutual fund window and you're able to put um, up to 25% of your TSP balance into the mutual fund window. So let's say you have $100,000, you're able to put up to $25,000 of your balance into mutual funds. And when you take advantage of the mutual fund window, for those of you guys who do decide to invest in mutual funds in addition to the core TSP funds that you have, there's gonna be a couple things that you need to be aware of. In the mutual fund window, there's gonna be an annual maintenance fee of $95, so a flat, $95 per year maintenance fee on your account will come off every year. And then every time you do a reallocation and any of the reallocation goes into any of the mutual funds in the mutual fund window, you're going to have a $28.75 transaction fee. So every time I make a trade or I make a reallocation and I'm trading to a different mutual fund inside the TSP mutual fund window, I'm going to pay $28.75 for every transaction. And that also means um, when you do decide to have a withdrawal, so when I cash out, if I pull up some money out of the mutual fund, we're selling a portion of that mutual fund, right? So that's a transaction. So you'll pay $28.75 for each transaction that you have. And then on top of the $95 maintenance fee, you're also gonna have a flat $55 annual fee as well. So a $55 per year fee on top of the $95 fee, and then also those transaction fees. And then finally, there's something called an expense ratio. Every single mutual fund and index fund and ETF and all the different funds out there, they have something called an expense ratio. An expense ratio basically talks about the percentage of the balance that you're gonna pay in a fee. So for a quick example, if you're getting in a certain mutual fund, it might have an expense ratio of 0.25% or 25 basis points, however you'd like to call that. But basically you're gonna pay, so if you have $100,000 in there and you're gonna pay 0.25%, per year fees, you're gonna pay $250 per year fee on that. And so that's an expense ratio. Each fund is going to have an expense ratio. So you wanna, now there's 5,000 funds. <laughs> so when you're looking at the different funds, if for example, you look at, let's just say a X company over here, International Stock Fund looks really nice. You're, you like the annual returns based on the research. And then you look at it and it's got a, 97 basis point or 0.97 percent per year expense ratio where where fund b over here has similar annual returns similar investment goals and they only have a 0.25 percent expense ratio you may want to take advantage of this fund over here but each fund inside of there every single fund is going to have an expense ratio and so you want to be aware of all the different expense ratios inside each mutual fund before you pick that option. You know, keep in mind that the expense ratios of your core five TSP investment options are some of the lowest expense ratios out there. So before you take advantage of some of the other mutual funds, you wanna be aware of the fees that you're gonna be paying with these maintenance fees, these transaction fees, and the transaction fees are inside the mutual fund window, not for your five core funds. So before you jump into the mutual funds, you really wanna have an understanding of what that's going to look like for you. 
after the mutual fund window is released and we have a good idea of a lot of the mutual funds, Stephen and I will do another podcast talking through some of the mutual fund window and what to know. We're, we're obviously not going to give advice over the podcast, but for those of you guys who, man, you're like, I'm already a little overwhelmed with five funds, <laughs> let alone 5,000 funds. For those of you who want help talking through the funds, you can always do a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Stephen and I, and we will walk through some of the pros and cons of each mutual fund to be aware of inside of there. So one one last thing on that, Stephen, before I throw it back to you on a couple things, but the, the key thing is to remember, like I said, you have to put at least $10,000 of your mutual fund or excuse me of your TSP balance must be in the mutual fund window so you have to put at least ten thousand dollars in there and then the amount that you invest may not exceed 25 percent of your TSP balance so just as a reminder for easy math I know I already went over this but it's really important to understand that so again if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your TSP up to 25,000 in that case could be in the mutual fund window. There's a lot of the feedback that came for the thrift board to answer, or there's a lot of comments that they addressed. And one of them was, why are you only allowed to allocate 25%? Why can't you do more? And um, their answer was, it's meant to complement the core funds, not replace them. And so, you know, it, it's, it can always change. It, it could always be like, wow, these mutual funds are really popular. They're doing well. They might, you know, who knows in the future, um, open it up more. But I think it is smart to, to start slow. And, um, you know, because again, like you mentioned, Jesse, we're not sure what the funds are. They said there's like 400 uh, fund families, um, which like, you know, 5,000 mutual funds to look through. Um, and uh, so I think it is smart to go slow there. And again, he said they want to complement, not replace those core funds. And it's great that we still have the option uh, to have the CSI, the core funds to where you can have a really low expense ratio and you have the familiarity of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of you guys were panicking when you were hearing that they're adding these 5,000 investment options. You know, the when when they've been talking about adding these mutual funds for years you've got the you've got the party you've got the camp over here that says we need to keep fees as low as possible we don't want to pay higher fees and so if you're in that camp you can stay in those five core funds and you don't have to pay higher fees but for the camp over here that says no we need additional investment options five is not enough then you can put 25% or up to 25% of your account into those additional investment options. And you can compare it to outside IRAs that you might have, you know, in all honesty, with some of these fees, it's looking like you still might be able to pay lower fees by using some mutual funds and IRAs, but only time will tell. And as we get more and more details, we'll take a look at all the options that you have available inside the TSP as well as outside the TSP so you can put your money to work, you can have it accomplished. And so like you said, Stephen, they didn't want to replace those five core funds because some people were going, no, one of the best features of my TSP is how low the fees are. Do not mess that up. And so that's a way that they can they can basically have the best of both worlds and and still have low fees if you'd like to stay in those five core funds or if you're in the party that wants to have um, additional investment options, you can. You can jump into that if you'd like. And then also, um, in addition to the mutual fund window, you know, one other change that they're making is with the withdrawals, like we talked about, they, they're basically hopefully streamlining and making getting a withdrawal 
a lot easier and being able to pull out of all the investments. Now, one of the things I've been looking for and haven't heard yet is, you know, when the withdrawal comes, do we still have to pull proportionately, right? Are we going to have to pull proportionately? So for 25% out of mutual, like if 25% of our balance is in mutual funds, does 25% of our withdrawal have to come from those mutual fund accounts and then I pay a transaction fee and it's looking like it because everything we've seen released from the the thrift board they haven't mentioned yet taking away the proportion rule where just so you guys know what I'm talking about right now you have to pull proportionately so if 50% of your money is in the C fund and 50% is in the G fund then when you pull a withdrawal 50% of your withdrawal has to come from the C fund because that's what you're in, and 50% has to come from the G. It has to come out proportionately. You can't say, okay, leave my C fund alone because it's down right now and only pull from my G fund. One of the drawbacks of the TSP for years is we haven't been able to pick which fund to pull from. So we'll see if we put money in the in the uh, mutual fund window and I take out a withdrawal, am I going to have to pay a transaction fee and get out of those mutual funds? So that's yet to be seen and we'll address that when it comes out. But the overall withdrawal process, they're trying to make it a lot easier. Like you mentioned, Stephen, they've been for most rollovers and a lot of withdrawals, if you're married, you have to print out a form, you and your spouse have to sign it and it has to be notarized and then you can mail it or fax it in. And so they're gonna allow um, electronic signatures for most withdrawals and then if you're having an issue, you can also call the thrift line. So overall, the TSP is trying to modernize a little bit more, trying to catch up to a lot of these online IRA services that you have and um, you know, a lot of the custodians out there that make things a little bit easier than the TSP. You know, the TSP is over $700 billion in assets and over 6 million participants between military and federal employees and, and all the participants inside of it. So it's a monster. And so the amount of administration that goes on is a lot, but they're trying to modernize it and make it more user-friendly and we'll see. And as these funds come out, as these, new rules come out because as Steven said, we only touched on really about 15% of, of the changes. There's other small changes like loans and other things that we don't want to go through. Yeah. yeah, beneficiaries and several different updates that they're bringing as well that we'll go through in, in other episodes, but we didn't want to go through every single thing, just kind of line by line and keep you all day with that, but we'll talk about that. But overall, what they're trying to do is, is make it more user-friendly, and with that comes a learning curve. And for those of you guys that are listening and you're on the call and you're going, or you're listening to the podcast and you're going, man, this sounds very daunting and overwhelming. Please don't just run and park in the G fund and, and don't, you know, freak out and, and allow this to overwhelm you. For those of you guys who really need assistance looking through all the options for, for no cost and a free allocation, we can talk through all the different funds that you have available and then based on your risk tolerance and your goals, we can talk about some options to consider and some things to be aware of. And then as updates come out, Stephen and I will continue to have podcasts and go through the pros and cons of a lot of the updates and, and things to be aware of. Yeah, so I think we, we highlighted all the crucial ones. I, you know, I don't want to say important ones because some of these other things might be pretty important to individuals, but um, we just wanted to highlight what we viewed as probably the biggest changes and most important changes. And uh, so 
Um, like Jesse mentioned, any questions that come up um, as this process comes through, we'll do another podcast most likely in the future as uh, more uh, information comes out, especially over this mutual fund window and what that looks like. But um, you can always uh, schedule up with us with questions at fedretirementconsultants.com and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, if you have a transaction or a withdrawal or you need to reallocate, yes. do it today. Get on there, do it, because you can't do that in, a, in uh, a few days for a couple weeks. So get that taken care of. And we look forward to talking to you guys next episode. Thanks for tuning in. FedSmart podcast is meant for informational purposes only and should not be taken as financial advice. FedSmart, Jesse Black, Stephen Puckett, and Federal Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with any government agency or OPM. Jesse Black offers securities through Creative One Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. And Jesse Black and Stephen Puckett offer advisory services through Creative One Securities, LLC, an investment advisor. Federal Retirement Consultants, FedSmart, are not affiliated with Creative One Securities, LLC. For more information, you can visit fedretirementconsultants.com. Thank <music> you.